Don't go anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black. (laughs) (laughs) That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it. (laughs) Keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's candy. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, sweet. Keep it basement podcast. Well, I was waiting for him to record, right? Oh, Mike, are you recording? Yeah, yeah I'm doing it. Oh, word. Sorry. <laughs> All right, you're good? Yeah. All right. Keep it basement podcast, the Sweens, Tom Zappia, Gotham Podcast Studio. Uh, we are back in action. Guys, how's everyone doing? Mike, how are you doing? From Streaming in from the basement like usual, of course, with the... Going with the tan pullover sweatshirt today. How's uh how's that going for you, Nike? It's good. It's I just good. toured uh Sam and uh Norman's studio, uh which is like down the hall, and it was just decked out with so- with all these all the shit that fans send them, like gifts and candy and food and shit and booze. And um, I'm gonna sneak in there late at night and record without anyone knowing. There, it's only their how, studio. How was it? It's no, sick. Cool. Um, it's sick. Yeah, they they got the whole studio on the back. They bought it out. It's fucking gigantic. Um, but yeah, keep basement podcast. Um, we are back. Uh, how's everyone? How you doing, Mike? Good. Good. Uh, shout out to uh, Danny Raff for comedy verb. Oh Somebody yeah, shout that out. Uh, announcement. Yeah. So I didn't forget. Yeah, we didn't um, we didn't promote him last time. Danny Raff, obviously comedian, friend of the show. Uh, annoying, annoying Jew, friend of the show. I'm not anti-Semitic. Heeb. Um, Verve in Somerville, New Jersey. Check that out if you guys live in the area. I think he does shows there once a month. Get some other venues, but that's definitely all the month. Yeah, you got you see. Would you see Osama Siddiqui uh, last two nights ago? And uh, and some and a lady got kicked out, right? Or she yeah. left. She got offended. Yeah. Also, shout out. Yeah, that was. I don't think people have comedy etiquette. Like a lot of comedians don't understand this. Coming from like a non-comedy background, I just feel like people don't have like etiquette they don't understand like some people actually think they're at a dinner you know what i mean oh the audience like they, oh yeah or they're defensive sure. or they're like if you like call someone out and call someone ugly or if you're like hey can you shut the fuck up right no one's gonna be like yeah i'll shut right up unless they're nervous they're gonna be <laughs> defensive right and up. come back at you and talk like they it's like kind of like a psychology to it all i think the best way to go about it actually not to get on a tangent off topic but is to like kill them with kindness to be so phony and nice that it's like the weirdest like fuck you back to them yeah like, well they're usually about their life and like interview them and stuff yeah i mean some comedians handle it better than others usually they're drunk too p- potentially and it's almost all the time a middle-aged white woman who like wants to just be part of the show because she's out and about on the town that night and she's looking this to one, get fucking freak yeah, this one was so different this is so different from like my previous uh like uh, heckler history this one was like talking like act, thinking like she wasn't doing anything wrong but she was talking to like her friend while like like the table was right there and the stage was right there. So she was just like talking about whatever and kind of like enjoying her dinner type thing where she doesn't realize you can't talk to her on the show and then was on her phone, not uninterested. That's what's so funny like, to I, me. Cause I'm it's like, like, lady, I'm working here. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what's you funny I mean? to me. Cause it's like, did she buy a ticket with her friend to go to the show or was she like, you had to do that to get into that part of the venue? No. So not oh, exactly. you're not just out eating dinner a and group, a, a show group, starts uh, a group per se. If you were like the fourth person and you didn't know anything about it, you're like, okay, I'll come. And she probably wasn't interested. And like they sat right next to the Oh, is that what it was? Or that's you, you're speculating? We're speculating, but we think that's the case. Yeah, I've seen that happen. I, uh, however, was in the Comedy Cellar on Wednesday night in which 
Uh, the famous Louis C.K. dropped in. You might have heard of him with his classic reading glasses. I think he was doing a couple clubs that night. His classic reading glasses and a spiral notebook that he read out of the entire time because he was doing a bunch of new shit and literally destroyed the place, burned it to the ground. Basically, people were blowing him on stage, got a standing ovation. Um, and that's what's crazy about going to the cellar and stuff because people would just drop in. I'm doing a show in a bakery around the corner and then I just walk right around the corner uh, from Bleecker Street to McDougal Street, um, and see Louis C.K. at the cellar. That's why, the, like, that's why Greenwich Village, New York City, even now, it's a fucking dump with the homeless and the sketchiness is still just so magical. And you see it when somebody drops in. You like, I'm like, I'm like, so, so this comedian comes up, Sean Donnelly, um, and he's like a regular. Like, I've seen him a bunch of times. So you do 15 minutes. He does maybe five minutes and goes to get off stage. I'm like, that's weird. Why do you only do five minutes? It's not like he's auditioning. He's passed at the club. And then the host, John Laster, comes up and says, you know, when when they say it, they start it. Um, you know, you never know what, what will happen here at the Comedy Cellar. And it's like, oh, okay. So everyone starts to like, oh, God, who's it going to be? It's going to be Chris Rock. It's going to be Louis, you know, Chappelle, whoever. And he says, Louis C.K. immediately. And I'm like, oh, that's why Donnelly got off early. And Louie just came up. Didn't even do a whole bunch of time. Just did like a spot. Probably did like 15 minutes. Killed. And, you know, and then people who just are just regular fans got their, you know, the treat of a, of their week right there rather than going to see him on the road for probably like 60 or 80 bucks. They could drop 15 and see him just pop and work on new shit. Um, but yeah, there was no um, – people were just like in awe there. So it's just like I know what you mean with people who don't understand because I've seen that happen at a club like that. That's a little different uh, verve. Somerville, you're kind of in a restaurant. You're in the, out in the suburbs. There's not a lot of comedy going on out there. This So that's like different than being at like a comedy club in New York City. But yeah, I mean a lot of people just don't know. They're not even doing it. Some are doing it on purpose because they're trying to be douche. They're trying to be cunts or they're trying to be part of the show. Other people, I think like even that woman, she probably didn't even realize she was doing anything wrong. Which is the and, worst yeah, part. She didn't think she was. And then like what had happened was like the kind of the comic made his point. Right. But then like, I don't know, she kept like talking back and mm -hmm. he kind of went in harder. And yeah. I think at that point it was like too late. And then the next comic came up the headliner trying to defuse it. And all of a sudden she just like got up and walked out. And oh, like, oh, Sama was trying to defuse it too. Yeah. He was like, I'm, I'm going to be the only minority here. And she was like, I'm like, uh, she was like, played it off. Cool. But like she like left. And he's like, are you leaving? Cause the previous comic and like, she didn't say yeah. And like her friend was like, what do you think? <laughs> it was just weird. It was the weirdest. Thing uh, it I've sucks when done. the friends are all defending her too, even though she was a cunt. That's it's the worst. Weird. It's just a lack of comedy etiquette, and also I get it because I mean, definitely easy to pull the race car, but it wasn't. I don't think it was any racism. It was just jokes. But it was just like one of those people who like you'd be always wrong in a relationship. What it feels like, like very toxic. You know what I mean? Like it. Like she has to argue back. Like the, like he didn't understand. Like the comedian like kind of never let it go. He kept going in on her. And like at that point, it was just a back and forth and it was just like too too much. Well, it's always a woman too yeah, that wants to keep going back and forth. But yeah, shout out to – uh, street shout out to Street Talk Comedy. Yeah, that's Max. He was the one who was going, right? He does – yeah, he yeah. does some shows all over the city in the most random spots. And yeah, I mean obviously it's a very – it's like it's – you're going to get a lot of middle-aged white people at that venue. Like we know the area. You know the area. Mike's basically in the area. So it's like you know that what kind of demo is going to be. But I mean you have Usama who's – Bengali headlining and you have, you know, yeah. I don't know who else was on the lineup, but like, Shout yeah, some people just don't understand. Fighting Delusias, yeah, we brought that up last time. Now they're doing um, merch. Smart. Check that out. I'm guessing the, quote. I'm guessing the lines have died down a little bit uh, at no, Delusias. No, you guessed wrong. No, word. No, you they guessed hit, wrong. They had, to, they had to change their hours and everything. Did you just see that? 
I don't want to talk about this all all the time, but they Portnoy just did another review in Chicago. And a guy's a guy is getting carjacked in the background of the video live, and, and they're it. filming it. And this guy just jacks this guy's car and drives off, and they got it all on camera because Portnoy was like they were filming outside the pizzeria. I was yeah. like, that's pretty wild. Um, I just yeah, social media is so powerful because I showed my family, and that like the older ones didn't get it, and they understood it. But then like what had happened was my younger niece kind of like reiterates them the importance of it. So then they got like all like serious about it and like loved it, right? And for Christmas, I gave some Fighting Delicious shirts out to my family. I didn't give one to my niece. I gave one to my nephew because my uncle didn't want one and I had one to promote. And it was like she wanted one bad. So my uncle went through a, during a snowstorm last weekend to go get her one because you can't call anymore. Right. And it's hard to connect. He doesn't have, you're supposed to DM them if you like know them, but he doesn't have Instagram like that locker. So he just shows up during a snowstorm, grabs a shirt and gives it to her and she's like happy. And it's crazy because... She like wears it every night and loves it. It's like repping her where her father was from, her hometown. But it's like the importance of like hype beasts and social media. We all become hype beasts now. It's like the weirdest thing ever. It's the same thing with Jordans and Yeezys. And now it's like delicious pizza. I got my three. It's crazy on. how it's oh. become so popular. Like, it's like some it's crazy old like on. it's just like I don't know how to explain it, but like it's a psychology thing on social media about like uh, like following um, just like popularity and like what's hot. Like yeah. where my niece who's sixteen wants the shirt. And like to like to like have it and stuff. And right. like my uncle went out of his way to go give it to her. It was a nice gesture, but it was just very interesting. Follow Hey Locker. Shout out to Locker. And um, unfortunately, his Raiders, you know, took a dive. They're pretty pathetic, if I'm being honest. But I he like got him. Mad at you for that. It was a terrible <laughs> game. Awful officiating. I I'm just doing it to bust his balls. I didn't even know what happened. I know they almost they didn't lose by much. And it wasn't like it was a blow up. I don't watch anything. I don't care. And my I was at to dinner that night with my a couple of my buddies, a bunch of my buddies for my buddy's birthday, and two of them are Patriot fans. And it was when the it was we were at dinner during the middle of the game. They were getting murdered. So I just kept roasting them, and they were freaking out on me. R.I.P. Yeah, um, that to a guy like Locker though. Yeah, Locker's a great guy. I want to get into some bro talk, but I know you obviously want to. I have some other stuff. How about we? I figure you have a million topics on um, kind of yeah, this something. fresh and fit like tour. Light off the off the bat, I just want because we were talking about like social media. Keep stuff, it basement. Like, yeah, um, barstool. Can we normalize like if you're not posting on social media and uh, like stories on the stories, and you're not active? You could still be productive in life. Can I don't think we can normalize that anymore because, like, for example, like, say if we did this podcast, never promoted it, or like a big interview, and we just put it out on TikTok or YouTube, the equivalent, like, a lot of people think you're not up to anything when you're not posting on like Instagram or Facebook, and I just find it so weird because there's people making like million dollar deals in real estate, right? And they're not like bragging about it on social media, and like it's just crazy. Like we don't normalize like not posting on certain apps. Um. Yeah. Well, I think social media is more so for a hype up. Like yeah. even if you are promoting something, it could just be like, okay, but someone who's not promoting it just did something. Like someone who's heavy in the real estate game, maybe mm-hmm. that's just an example because you said that. Um, yeah. And like making a bunch of money, whatever else, is probably not very – I mean we do know some, but it's probably not very like – social media not sa- savvy or just like they don't need to like they're they're busy yeah. making money they don't have time to go talk about it on social media they're just doing it when you're going to you know like like we're doing this show right now i'm not like yeah. ig living it or posting right now but yeah. i i pro- like to promote after the fact for maybe people who for the people who listen to know that there's a new yeah. episode out or whatever else but um i am normalized that i don't i've actually been posting a lot less on Instagram story. I used to go crazy on the stories and I'm just like, 
I'm just like, I'd rather just do stuff. And also, you don't, a lot of stuff people are, you know, you're doing stuff that doesn't necessarily need to, or, you know, it doesn't need to be out on Instagram or wherever else because they might not align. Like, unless you're talking about trending shit or you're hyping up your vacation to the Bahamas, it's like, why do you need to put that out on social media? I mean, you don't need to put that out on social media either, but that's the majority of social media. If they go to an explore page, it's the hype up version of your life, as everyone says. Yeah, people put out weird shit, right? Like, I like the Dr. Seuss quote, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Like, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. But I just find it interesting because even dating-wise, girls will be like, you haven't posted in a while or like, I didn't know you do all this stuff because you didn't promote it. And it's like it could affect your relationships, like connections and dating and other stuff. And even the comedian last night was like, yo, you got to post all your stuff. You don't be posting. You don't post enough. And it's just like it's so weird. Like if you're not like hustling on the Instagram or TikTok or wherever, it's like they equivalent to you doing nothing in entertainment. And that's just that's because that's how people perceive it, because that's how it's taken over people's lives. But it doesn't mean you're actually not doing anything. But also sometimes it does mean that. But I see a lot of creators or it depends also if you're just looking at Instagram. It depends what you're on. You're on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that shit. Like a lot of people – like I'm not – I don't like to – I like to – when I post like something on Instagram, I like it to be worthful. I don't think that's a word. Yeah. Worthy almost for myself but also for like people who are watching it. So like the people who post on Instagram seven times a day or, or seven times a week and it's just like a selfie and then maybe a stand-up clip and then maybe a whatever – it's like sometimes that's too much. Like I like to put out a post that is like really quality or entertaining or worth it. Uh, maybe if I'm promoting something or just a piece of content. Like I'm not big on like just taking a photo of where I am and putting that out. Um, yeah. So I could see that. But I know a lot of uh, people who don't post. They say like especially Gary V. As he was on, I don't know if you watched the Nelk video, the Nelk podcast, the Full Send podcast. I didn't get that, that one yet. I mean, he didn't talk about it. He was. They talked about NFTs the whole time. But uh, he would always say, "You need to be posting all every day, like multiple yeah. times a day." Well, and I would be productive. Yeah, I would not argue that, but I could say I see people who post like once in a while, but it's like a really engaging or interesting post, and maybe they have a big following. But I think sometimes that helps. I think sometimes maybe the more you post, your followers, unless they're diehards or people that just know you or followers, are kind of just get a little turned off. But if you're posting like once every few weeks or like once a month and it's a really funny, engaging post or not whatever you are, you know, yeah. important, significant post, some people are more inclined to be like, oh, wow, okay. that Like I like that. Like I, I, can't, I follow some people who post like every single day and I'm just like, ugh. Um, but I mean I, I think wondering. it's all a facade anyway. Like I think mm. you could be a, a – you could be a very successful, making a lot of money, talented individual and not even be on social media, but that's not really a yeah. thing anymore. And even – and like look at Aiden Ross. He hardly posts. He's like the most famous person ever and like he only posts to promote stuff. And like yeah. a lot of times – you can tell if you're really popping or not too. A lot of times yeah, uh, people will keep reposting you on story, so you just repost them. Like say it's uh, Mickey Gall's birthday and he, everyone's saying happy birthday to him. Mm-hmm. He's reposting everyone who's saying happy birthday, right? Shout out to Mickey. Happy birthday. It, Better like, fucking win in Brooklyn. Fa- if you're not famous, you might not get a lot of people doing that. Right. But it was just an example. But I feel like if you're not in people's faces, some people, because there's so many distractions out there, like they forget about like what you do and who you are, which is like kind of wild if you think about it. But I get it because everyone has their own life to live. But it affects like dating relationships like with women. Like you could like definitely like hype up like what you do and everything and like get more women that way. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of have to be like kind of narcissist in a way to just continually post about stuff. And like, Yeah, that's my kind of angle. And you got, and it's like a hype up. It's like it's like all your accomplishments, a highlight reel. And like same thing for like podcasts. Like certain podcasts, they'll promote certain things and get relationships and network. But at the same right. time, like 
it's funny because like Wallow will be like promote and network with everyone, and then at the same time, I'll be like live your life privately, like the next day. Yeah, everything like, is you- arguable and back and forth and pros and cons nowadays. That's why I could argue anything. And it's yeah. also you just mentioned. It, I think when you get the bigger you get the less you have to prove. Like a lot of people who are doing it are like still like trying to make a name for themselves or on the come up. So you have to prove that they're doing shit or are creating shit every yeah. day. But once you're Aiden friggin' Ross, what is he, uh, 19, 20 years old, he's got 12 million on TikTok, he's probably a gazillionaire. You could post yeah, once every six months and you're still gonna be Gucci. Like He only posts for like betting apps and stuff, like stuff he gets paid for. Yeah, stuff to, just to benefit him. Like even, like even, uh, Mark Norman always used to say this, not to always bring him up, but, you know, Mark Norman, great comedian, and he's really kind of taken off the past few years, but he's would always be like, oh, I didn't post on Instagram for like two days. I got to go post something. And it's like, not really. Like you could wait, you could post a couple of weeks. Like you're, you're already at that level where it's like not going to make a huge impact on you. But I guess to promote shows, you're, if you're on the road, especially if you're a touring comedian, you want people to know where you are. You don't want to like be in a, in a city and then you leave and then people hit you up like, yo, when are you going to be at the city? And you're like, I was just there. So yeah, that kind of thing is like, that makes sense if you're actually like touring uh, stand up. But if you're like a TikToker or or a video creator and you could just put stuff out whenever it's not like you're doing live content it doesn't really matter i don't think like so like Absolutely. you see like, like nelp boys or whoever else like, they don't post a lot gotta, they're like you gotta post more like they don't know what i'm up to i'm like kind of you like yeah you definitely i mean also also sometimes you you, you Let's just be honest. We're not up to anything. So it's like I'm not going to post about nothing. Like that's why I'm trying to be consistent with shows and content and whatever else because like I like to, I promote a decent but I don't go crazy. Um, yeah. And then the girl thing is a whole different aspect to it. I think uh, it kind of falls into – a lot of the stuff the fresh and fit guys were talking about but they're just into time, they're just into yeah. it off the clout. I think people who are following you like like you have your core friends and they know what you do. They know I'm a comedian. They know I do a podcast. They know I work in the podcast entertainment world. So I'm not, I don't have a gigantic audience to where I have like 16-year-old people I've never met following me. When that happens, then you kind of have to, you know, well, it's what? Well, the, it's deter. funny you say that because like the energy to do all this is draining in a way. To it's painful. Post. But then my friend will find my TikTok and be like, dude, I didn't know you get so many views on TikTok and YouTube. How don't you promote this? And I'm kind of like, well, I want the people to promote it. I don't want to promote it like an asshole. But like that's another thing. It's the, yeah. The more you promote, then randoms or fans or whoever, the more yeah. the less successful you look. I think like. And also, it's but that's wild, debatable. Though, like a TikTok will go viral that I make, right? And mm. then like I'll get all these followers and stuff, but then TikTok sucks and ends up deleting the ones that go viral. Sometimes. Yeah, it's just a so joke. But I get all these random new followers, and they show me love and like DM me and like, "Yo, bro, like, love your stuff. You should post more here." And it's like wild, like, like people are saying that. So I kind of feel like obligated to do that sometimes. But like on the end of this topic, basically my friend, he's really successful and I sent him this. It says, it's like a meme. He's funny. And I was like, it says manifest quietly. You never heard a a tree grow. And I go hard on social media to my friend. And he goes, yeah, but the same account will say, you got to promote yourself. Nobody will do it for you. Yeah, which is counter counterintuitive. Get what I mean? It's you want people to do it for you. That's the basically having a fan base is that like that's why people who are huge like literally I just walked from Sam and Mark's studio. Everything in there, they have all this booze, they have all these gifts, paintings, and like photos on the wall. All of it is gifts. They didn't pay for any of it. It's like once you get big, you're gonna get you get whatever you want. Like it's insane. So like when to get to that point is to where you'll have you'll be able to repost forty fan story wishing you happy birthday because you're at that level. If you're saying happy birthday to yourself, people are gonna be like you're a fucking loser. So yeah, but at, at the same time, you kind of have to do play the game and hype it up. 
and like show yeah, your work out there. I do. You that. definitely. It's a, it's a catch twenty two. Well, while we're on the topic, follow Keep It Basement on TikTok because I told Mike to go ham there, and I guess a lot of the, some of our your porn interviews went, blow up on there. But you never week. post on there, and I tell you to. So I don't know where you're getting all these. I think you post more I, on your personal, but post it's on both. Personal. It's attached to Keep It Basement first off, and it's tagged Keep It Basement, so they all go and follow Keep It Basement too because we've been banned so many times. Yeah, but the, our followers haven't gone up in months really on the Keep It Basement one. Follow the Sweens on TikTok and keep a basement on TikTok, whoever's listening to this. Also, um, yeah, it's just like a hat. Even just create like a short or a TikTok. Like that's the other thing. When you get to a certain level, you have pe- pretty much people doing it for you or like yeah. friends like or fans will send in uh, me- memes that they created for you because they're a fan of you. When you're kind of not big yet, you have to do it all yourself. So like if I go work on a TikTok for 30 minutes for, for it to just get immediately shadow banned or taken that. down, you I want to hang myself. So it's kind of just like it took me three hours. It, put it, it makes me pissed. Yeah, it's putting it to put the subtitles in, putting in all this energy and it's just like. Not only that, it didn't get deleted right away. The algorithm will be from- shot. Like we're we, we're we're fucked on Instagram. We're fucked on TikTok because we're so not, you know, not like child friendly or whatever. But like, bro, I took I took all I, I took all the I edited all the curse words. Mm-hmm. You could and uh, I took the time to edit it, and it blew up, and it had so many views. It had like a million views and like like seventy thousand likes. It was like the it was, like, insanely crazy, mm-hmm. and. The next morning, I looked and they took it down and deleted it. It why not delete it right away? It got viral, then they deleted it. Yeah, that way it could pu- raise you up and then knock you down. That's it's fucking ridiculous though. And like the, now they, they accepted it initially, it passed their regular standards, right? Uh-huh. And then they said that this can't that it can't, can't be monetized, and they deleted it. And they took my create they took my shit away from the creator thing on the TikTok. And they were just saying that it was like adult content and nudity, but there was no nudity. He was just talking about like girls he fucked, mm-hmm. the Karen Lee guy. And it was just funny questions. Yeah, it's also there. trying to um, – yeah, it's just uh, – a lot goes into it. I and mean, obviously the ra- the, ra- the raunchy like sex-driven content is going to bl- – blows up a lot of the time. And you don't want to be just known for that. But if that's what you're going to get yeah. a lot of your views on, that's what you're going to emphasize. But then you're just going to wow. get shadow banned and flagged or whatever. Like it's just a, it's just a racket. It's a freaking racket. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And uh, also why are men pulling this move? I wanted to get that out there. Uh, they asked to follow you. This bro talk? Um, not bro talk really. It's okay. kind of like comedy talk because like in the industry, entertainment, no names out here. But they'll Name come names. up to you and be like, yo, love Name their talk. Names. And they, they ask to follow you on social media. <laughs> then you add them and they never add you. Why ask to follow me? That's so weird. Ask to follow. Like they want to follow you. Yeah, they're like, what's your social media? And I'm like, here it is. Yeah, the they're just snaking like, to get more they're snaking to get more followers to get you to get you to follow them. Well, uh, my what the one friend did say, if you follow you don't follow me, you're gonna follow him. And I think it was like weird after that. My one friend's a What does name rhyme with uh Hanny Laugh? <laughs> yeah. He's like, please do not say anything from my show. I don't want to get in trouble. Shout out no to Danny Braff, the fucking anxious Heeb. Um, he started a new podcast, Heeb the Podcast, with Danny Braff. That's a lie. Um, so, did you watch the Fresh and Fit Flagrant Two? Look, I, I want to. I we could talk about this. I don't care. I mean, I always say that, but did you watch the Flagrant uh-huh. Two Fresh and Fit? Some of it, yeah. Because I want to get into a lot of bro, more more bro talk than we did last time as well. But we have a lot of time left. Um. Do you have topics on that? Otherwise, I yeah, want to bring up a bro talk some, topic unless you want to go do reverse. You want to do, to you want to do bro talk? Or you want to do uh, do uh, fresh and fit? I don't know. I would just flow in, but you want me to read my notes off this? Yeah. Well, the fresh and fit thing for starters, I just think it's weird to me, like selling courses on how to get women or dating. But at the same time, 
someone's going to buy it. It's almost like you're a snake salesman. Like you have to purchase it. Like if you're a business savvy like they are. But like the same time, uh, some of these young kids really get into this and they look up to these guys. So who am I to judge? I just think the whole perception's a little weird. And basically they took a popular topic, a red pill community, and saw it worked Shout for out to the red Kevin, pills. Samuel, Kevin Samuels and everyone else. And they kind of just did it and hyped it up on steroids. And I just think like the conversations we had off air, on air, like people are trying to provide educational material, but now more than ever, you have to like provide entertainment, but entertainment alone might not get you there or the fame and clout because you need to put clout shit in or like educational, like dating stuff like these guys did. And I just think like, uh, they have like ratchet girls on yelling on every episode, right. That that goes viral. And like, there's no educational in that really kind of, but not really. It's more or less just entertainment and they're getting views off of other girls. Like Akash was saying, like, why are you making fun of these? Did you watch the interview? It's the most awkward thing ever. But you have 12 girls on yelling about everything. And it's like, there's just anything. It's all about connections, relationships, networking and clout. Really? You could even, you could even boil it down to just clout. And it's the same thing. Another example is like, nobody would know Rory Maul without Joe Budden podcast. And now they have good numbers and they're doing well, but they're like, pretty cool people because people realize joe budden's a fucking scumbag yeah but uh, snaker i just think it's all interesting i just think it's all clout and like they couldn't answer some of the questions that they were getting asked by alex media and akash they kind of had to like play it off well uh, i yeah here's my here was my take on it because i watched the entire thing and i you know me uh shout out to chris matthews you guys told me about their fresh fit had no idea who they were didn't watch it don't still don't watch it don't care i watched flagrant 2 I never watch full episodes, but I watch it here and there. I was like, all right, I don't know any of these Flagrant 2 guys. I mean, any of these Fresh and Fit guys, but they're going to be on Flagrant 2. And I know Flagrant 2, so let me watch this episode. So Plus, it was a short it. one. It's yeah, I watched the entire thing. I was I was at work. I was working. I was just, it was like one in the afternoon. I watched the entire thing. Plus, it was only like an hour and 20. It wasn't like this two and a half hour. So I'm like, all right, let me watch this entire thing because they're going to come at it from a comedic angle rather than them going on no jumper or academics who, where there's, there's no funniness going on. Um, but of, of course, Akash and Alex Media made it very awkward. And I hate when Akash tries to get serious and not be funny the whole time. Like Actually, Andrew was like being it. funny the entire time, which I he prefer. Like being a mediator. He's just all about connections and networking. He's friends with academics. Yeah. They're cool with academics. Here's my, here's my argument going back to what you just said. Alex hates them. Alex, so Alex is off camera. He's the editor. I mean, he's kind of on camera, but he's off to the they side. They don't hate him. They all follow each other, and they're connecting and making money together. Don't don't believe these games, by the way. Um, well, that's 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 what's douchey, though. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think if you asked Alex, Alex, uh, he, no, even towards the even by the end of it, Alex asked him like one closing question, and he still seemed to not. Uh, he's like, I, I don't agree with you, blah, blah, blah. And I think there's a part of him that doesn't really like them just because of the way they treat women. My whole – I'm coming at it from obviously I'm not in either camp. I mean I'm more in a flagrant two camp, but I'm saying I'm not involved with either of them. They're all, all way more famous than us. But I'm saying uh, at, they would ask the questions about being monogamous, about being this, that, and the other. Andrew's married. Akash is married. Alex is in a relationship. Mark Gagnon is married. And these guys are in Miami single just plowing through women, and it's just like – why are you fighting them on it? Like, who cares? Just let them do what they want. And the funniest part was when when they found out that the one dude, the African dude with the accent, had been married. That, like, got them to be like, oh, see, someone hurt you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, who cares, they've though? Expo- they've been exposed before. Yeah, and it obviously hasn't stopped them from having millions of views and a exactly. bunch of money. So, And that's no disrespect to Chris Matthews. Probably get mad with calling him out and talking to him. 
But like he knows that he'll send me the link of like them like getting exposed on some other show and he'll still watch because it's so entertaining. That's where you got to be. That's how it is these days. Like they'll know you're kind of a fraud, fraudulent or weird or they don't like your view and they'll still listen depending on who your guest is or what content you have and they'll like it. And that's the way the world works, bro. And that's what it is. Yeah. Well, they were arguing on having like ratchet girls on or whatever else uh, on the show. And then Akash was like, uh, there or, or um there they would they kept deba- they kept um deflecting it to saying that they have um they have like a screener whoever who gets the guests gets the flies the girls in puts them yeah, on the yeah, show whatever yeah. and Kosh producer, kept being yeah. like well he's not your boss right you're the boss right so you could have final say like this is me and Andrew's show so if if I didn't want you on but Andrew did you wouldn't have been on because it's a it's both of our shows I'm just like eh, would that really have happened um also would you have not would you have actually said I don't want them on because you know it's going to help your numbers and help you get some of their audience exactly. whatever it's else it's all about sharing audiences too here's but it's like do you call people out for this like if we were talking to them right now it would be like you're all a bunch of fake idiots who are just gaining notoriety and following off of each other they just uh i feel like they respect each other's opinion they might disagree with it but here's the funniest part about they disagree because they're single and then those guys are married here's the funny thing about this like for akash i looked and he follows all them right Mm -hmm. and he just like followed them probably or like knows them he won't follow like an upcoming comedian or anyone with no following or like any value to him. It's all value for value. So like he won't follow a comedian back that, does, that interviews him outside a comedy show. Right. But he'll follow them because the prestige, the audience, and they connect it together and they're like uh, appear to fit and be famous and have value. But he, it will be very rare for him to follow some comedian that opens up before him. that he doesn't know or some, or two assholes outside a comedy uh, outside outdoor comedy show with a zoom interviewing him after talking about the same in stuff that was actually brought up in the podcast. Yeah, but I don't even you care about the. Fo- I couldn't care less about following on social media. That's another thing no, I hate. Saying. But my whole thing is, he he called he he called them for it on the show, and he's like, uh, you know, he's confronting them on the show about their views on women, which is like, I bet you a lot of guys in Miami at, at age thirty or whatever like that, and they're basically fresh and fit guys. Now I now I've kind of boiled it down from that episode, and then I watched the No Jumper episode. I understand who they are. They're just guys who want to just have a bunch of women never going to get married uh, the one guy was already married which is all which one is hilarious was like a cop or something that's what matthew was saying yeah one guy w- was like working f- to try and uh you know f- get stuff with the mexican cartel like for law enforcement on the border and then the other guy was in tech the more african guy and they ta- when the when they He's talk when they talk it's like the the one guy sounds like a complete bullshit artist but i i kind of understand where they're coming from the when you're balding, dealing the skinnier one uh, both of them, but yeah, him Myron? for sure. Yeah, Myron, yeah. he's yeah. More, which is hilarious because he seems more like the leader, the head honcho, and the other guy's the sidekick. But his social media is the sidekick's social media is way bigger. Um, you think those are real followers? I don't know, but nobody has real followers. My the funniest part was when they were saying that um, girls like to get girls in in the club. It's like it's experiences that weren't in it. Like I'm not out clubbing, whatever else. They're in Miami, which. Like, be honest, Miami is going to be the most like the hardest place to date, like monogamously, probably in the country, along with LA and and New York, maybe third. Um, it's like their studio is nice as fuck. I'm gonna have to admit that. Yeah, it's like it's like 
It's like they so the main confrontation was just that they would have like these kind of ratchet whoever girls on, and then uh and and then they would argue that they wouldn't they are not into them and they wouldn't settle down with them. I'm like they're not going to settle down with anybody. That's their whole point. They want to just have multiple women and and have sex with multiple women. And it's like just let them do that. Like Akash and Alex were putting so much energy into it because they would talk down about women and kept emphasizing that the guy, the woman always needs to be uh bowing down to the guy essentially and wanting the guy. I'm like, do you know how many other guys in the world think like that? Who like who cares? Just let them do it. Yeah, uh, they've been kind of exposed before, but it was like not really exposed. Like people say exposed, but didn't like really do anything. But like a lot of them, like they were saying, like the one dude pays for like like girls and does like all this stuff that he teaches people not to do. So it's like you're yeah, they're not like you're very getting, you're yeah. Go you're ahead. getting young kids who are like virgins or like beta males. As they they brought up virgins a lot, and I'm who like, you no guys game, have right? this many virgins, and clients? like they see him, and it's all like the social media things, all bullshit. Like the hyped up followers, the fashion, the outfits, the pictures of Takashi Six Nine, academics, connecting, and then like having sex with like escorts. It's like uh, they're kind of like just selling stuff like a lifestyle in a way to like these kids, and just like teaching them like all this stuff. But what's interesting, before their podcast blew up, they were doing videos on YouTube and they weren't blowing up at all. It was like how to get girls, how to get out of the friend zone, kind of similar to what I do with porn interviews. And then they interviewed Kiki Clout and some other people, and then had all those girls in, and that's when it started to take off. And they put the work in, and they went live a lot. They definitely work hard, but it's like they had that thing where they had all the girls in there, and it started to blow up. And it's like not really related to their courses that they're selling, or like a one-on-one where it's like a thousand dollars for like a half hour talk with them. I think it's just crazy. It just shows you when you have a following, when you have value, you could like literally sell or charge whatever. Yeah, I never watched their show, but it seems like complete different. Well, and that's what you have. You have multiple hustles. Like they probably sell the online dating course to guys who can't get laid. And then they go do a live podcast with 12 hoes and basically just mediate probably to the minimum and just yeah, let them argue like back and forth to yeah, get the views like, and the money. And then – so it's like different stuff. Even... Yeah, it's just like that's – if that's what's going to work, that's what's going to work. And like I uh, – you know, I just was like – I was just like why are you fighting them on it so much? Like they – if they want to like look down on women, like yeah, it's not the 2022 viewpoint to have but it's just like – that's what they're going to do. And this is subjective, but neither of them seem like very like intimidating guys or guys that – I could be wrong – or guys that would get fucked, plow through all these women and do all this other shit if they weren't big with Fresh and Fit beforehand a couple years ago before they were famous, whatever. You'd know better than me. Maybe they were, but they just seem like they wouldn't. But now they have this cla- – and the one guy goes into it. The, guy, the African guy goes fully into it on the No Jumper. I watched like a half of it and just says, if you have clout and a social media buildup, you can go into the clubs you want without paying any money and you can get hot bitches um, with that's fake what, asses and whatever else. Playing, and I'm like, yes, but I'm like, I, this is stuff I already knew. So then they go the rev- then they go to the other side and they're like, look, we have this how to get women dating courses for these guys. And all you need to do is – you don't need to buy the dating courses. You just need to listen to them on the podcast. It's like get your social media following up, m- make a bunch of money, dress well, and and you can do it. Like it's Bro, it's, it's, it's like they they on. they over they over they overanalyze it. I feel like who's your homie? Go on the red pill. Like go to top comp top things on red pill Reddit and just read all that. It's the same thing with their selling. But yeah, here's the but I, you can't. That. It's a hustle though, and they're making a bunch of money, and they don't have yeah. to work a day job, so you can't knock them. The, yeah, no, Akash no. and Alex, especially Alex. Alex seems like a more old school guy. Alex Media. They were just, I think. uh Argue, argumentative with them and and deflective because they obviously treat uh, perceive women in a, a bad way because they've probably been fucked over by women and had their hearts broken or whatever else and now they kind of turn this key or whatever and Alex and Akash are so probably old school especially Akash I mean he's been with one woman his whole life uh, are definitely more like that's just not 
it's not respect. It's not respectable. Like we're not going to respect you. They're also they're also younger than them and, and and maybe less mature. But it's just like yeah, dude. But they're in Miami. Like that's what they're going to do. They're not married like you guys. Like I think it was just like the awkward. I watched the whole flagrant too, and I just think it was more awkward. It wasn't that awkward. I'm, I'm not saying it was like the most awkward thing I ever saw, but it was a little bit more awkward than it needed to be when Alex was literally, literally they'd bring up a point. The skinny guy would go on a rant about his views on women and how how you need to how you need to be def- defensive when when you're when women are when you're approaching women. And Alex, yeah. under his breath, would just be like, "Nah, nah." And you could hear him on the mic, and I'm just like, he was like yeah. so he was definitely pissed during the interview. I feel like they never actually really answered the questions either. But also, you're talking about no jumper. That's the same episode where Adam Twenty Two is talking about he's seen people in the club who have a million followers and are broke. And like, how could you have? How could you be broke with a million followers? Yeah, I saw that. You a business. Yeah. If you have a million followers, you could at least make six figures a year. He was saying, is that the same episode? Uh, yeah, he briefly talks about that. Yeah, that's kind of true and wild though. Like he's seen people with blue checks and million followers. Who have if you have blue checks, literally, you could do nothing. Blue check and million followers. You just, uh, you just promote on your story that you'll repost people for a hundred bucks. That's money right there. And yeah, that's what he was saying. If you have like a million followers on Blue Check, like how can you be broke? He doesn't understand it. That's what I would saying. agree with him. That was wild, but yeah. But I just those guys are really good businessmen. That's why it's not even about making people laugh and entertainment. These guys are just really good at business and marketing, and they tapped into a genre and subgenre, the red pill community, the dating expert stuff, and sh- and then they mixed that with shock entertainment. That's what's making them money now. Is the shock and they were saying there was no guys doing that. And I'm like, yeah, I that's, guess. That's, that's not true, though. It's not true. It's just they hit the algorithm. They hit the phone. They hit the no jumper discovering them, and they just got big quick. I bet you that, like, the we, there's people out too. there. Studio. Yeah, networking, relationships. Kiki Clout. She was on no jumper. She was on – she went, She came to – Yeah, it's all, it's all favor for favor and um, what can you bring to the table and, yeah. you know, uh, and, and hype up and clout. Huge. Really clout Acad- more than anything. Academics does his interviews at their studio in Miami. They connected, became friends. Now they do the stuff in New York. They're all sharing each other's audience and guests, and it's going viral. It's all about what value you can provide. Well, the thing, the thing also, I love how the, this guy who just is like talking like a freaking just straight up pickup artist savage, uh, the African guy, his name is Walter. I mean, come on, dude, change your name. Um, he um, – I just forgot what I was going to say. He basically though um, is – it's just like it, – it's just like the way he uh, the way he talks about and, and, and treats women is kind of just like it's it's easy to sell that to a virgin and it's all, I mean it's that sounds weird but it's like it's like he, the the most poignant point that he made was that if you have crazy clout and crazy social media numbers you can get uh, the women and you can get the sex and the women the way the really rich guys who have no game and no clout and nothing but they just pay their way get women. So it's like you could show up at the club, and what he this is what this is what I thought the the key takeaway is like he goes to clubs in Miami, whatever, and you have an old guy there or an older guy, maybe he's from another country or he is a, a te- president of a, what sugar daddy. Yeah, sugar daddy or president of a business, just a guy who has a lot of money. And what you do is you go to the club and you buy tables, you buy bottles because you have the money to blow. The girls come over, whatever. Maybe you turn into a sugar daddy. Maybe you get lucky, whatever. The dude Walter is like, if you're going in with the social media following and all this clout and you have a huge podcast, and you have all those other shit, you will get the same results, but you won't have to pay as much money or any money. A, like No Jumper was saying, he's like, I never go to the club, but when I do, I get a table for me for free, bottles for free, because he's got three million and a big podcast. So I'm like, yeah, 100%, bro. You think a girl, they said that. It's like, if you have a blue check and you're trying, also, they kept emphasizing Instagram is the number one dating app, which I would definitely confirm and say is probably true. Yeah, if you're, yeah. if you slide in the girl's DMs and you have a blue check, 
they're like you're imme- you're going to get a response. Like you're much more likely to get a response than anything else. So it's it's just true. It doesn't even matter what you do. You could be you could have a cryptocurrency company. You could have a big podcast. You could third be string, uh, you could be a third string quarterback in the NFL. You could be on OnlyFans. But if you have the blue check and you know a couple hundo thousand whatever, you're going to get a response. You know Taylor JJ will hit you back. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, what was I going to say? A positive to this that you don't realize is actually incorporates with comedy. I'll tell you that they did say this. This is actually interesting. And so do the roommates, a cautious advice to the roommates. They kind of probably seem like they're pissed off. The room, the roommates, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. I, I know you want to say this. The roommates seemed like a lower, uh, less. Um, wow. See, that's the thing. They're going to accept fresh and fit and be cool with them. No, not less the like a less. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not saying lesser than fresh and fit. I'm saying not as yeah, um, not as misogynistic uh, version of it. They're much yeah, more. They're uh, much more professional, nice to women business, actually trying to navigate relationship rather than ratchet clout, which is fresh and fit. They're more well, like the, surfaced. The same topic comes to mind, though. You got to bring entertainment to the table, but at the same time, they were saying that they admit that and they're both uh, huge. You could, you could also, you got to sell something or be have like a niche with the w- women. But they did not start that. Like Howard Stern originated that type of uh, entertainment. Everything does. Everything that. is. But, yeah, it's just the it's just the internet fact. It's internet now. It's internet, internet, internet. And fuck Howard Stern. He's a pussy. Also, yeah, like the streaming helps that they did. They're good with that. A positive to this though is their old videos didn't hit, and their old videos were like seven ways to get the friend zone, all the stuff that we used to do and stuff like that. <clears throat> So they had like informative stuff and there wasn't that many views on it. And that what hit was the show and the nice studio and the setup and like all those girls that come with it. Yeah. Kiki Cloud helped out early on. She came on my show last year and then she went on there in person. They blew up and then she they started having girls on. Like that's the thing, dude. When you th- see things have like an audience and hit, you just got to keep at it and keep doing it and just try to do what you do best. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, they're both huge. Like, the roommates are doing well, too. So it's just like you get in the right situations and have the right guests and have the right promotion and have the right people helping you out and whatever else. Like, you blow up quick. Like, it, I, you said you've been, you were following like their subs and stuff. Like, according, like, it seemed according to you, I wouldn't know, but they were like nothing, I guess, a year and a half ago. I don't know. No, yeah, time wise. They blew up within one year. What the funniest thing is everything they're talking about now. They're able to get any woman they want because of all the stuff. So they're selling you on this thing that they have not everyone can have. And they're all making money off these people like these beta males and younger kids. And those kids can't get to where they are currently. It'd be tough. But they're just selling the lifestyle that they're living. It's weird to explain. Like they're making money off this stuff and all this idea and stuff. And then they're making money through that. And it's kind of like kind of shady and snaky. And I guess like, it is snaky. but They're like becoming that what they want to become through other people and making money off of it. It's like the weirdest thing ever. It's like they're becoming like this like huge thing through the internet, right? And making tons of money on it and then selling younger kids on this dream and lifestyle because they see them doing it and they're getting more sales when they put an episode out with a girl or when they're posting on social media with Takashi or with academics. It's like showing legitimacy, like being legit. And it's like showing like that they're like in this crowd and connected, like the cool crowd and they're making money off of it. The Schultz flagrant too, they're making money off of. Their audiences combine. They get more people to buy in, and they're more on more shows. And that's what media is. It's not like about I'm the funniest fucker ever. Or I'm the smartest business guy. It's like a mixture of those things <clears throat> connecting and, and all that. But yeah, yeah. I think the interesting part would be like interviewing a guy who like pays for their courses because obviously, I guess courses work in terms of sales. And if someone feels like they will learn something from a course, like there's stand up comedy courses for God's sake. Like so, like yeah. I would just ask a guy like, dude, if you just you might, like you take the three or four key points from one of their course or from one of their podcast episodes, which is get clout, get money, get a following, 
and just put all your emphasis on that rather than watching one of their courses, then you will become them. Like, that's what it is. It's really, it's actually really simple. It's just that they got a uh, luck played a big part. And again, really the weird. cloutness and the, uh, the streaming and the promotions from other bigger shows, whatever else. I think it's crazy. I just didn't know anything about them. And then they blow up in a year. So that's just show that just shows anybody could blow up in a year, whatever. Um, they, they were putting crazy work in their stream every night. Very tech savvy with uh, Twitch, yeah. uh, YouTube super chats, and uh, definitely playing the part. Like they, they keep in mind that, like same with Alexander Cooper, she had an Instagram following before Call Her Daddy. They had like well, she was a hot have, girl. They, they had an Instagram following, but I think their accounts got deleted and they had to remake them, or it was like shady. But they were like putting stuff out on the internet too to like play that lifestyle. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, the one guy is like a gym trainer or whatever. He's all about fresh and fit and whatever else. Uh, Walter Weeks is like the the African dude who's like very, very adamant about stuff. But yeah, the Myron Gaines, like the main, the tall, skinny dude with the gray hairline. I don't know if he had to remake or whatever. He's only got 30,000 followers. Doesn't never post. Um... Yeah, it's probably like, all just yeah, selfies. Re- but that's the thing. Your your YouTube they is remake. They never promote their podcast either. So I've cut you off. It's like funny. They don't promote that on their own personals, and also they never really post unless it's like academics or Takashi or a huge figure. And they had to remake their page, and they're like remaking our page right now. It was like fresh and fit. Yeah, they only got four. That's the thing. You're huge on one. You're huge on one platform. They have almost 600k on YouTube. They got forty thousand on IG. Same with Flagrant Two. It doesn't always translate. The money comes Keep from different mind, streams. Also, they Patreon. They have a Patreon, so I'm sure they make most of their money from Patreon and these snaky courses. So like, bro, the people that are buying into it is kind of the similar people who watch my interviews. No disrespect to them. It's like younger kids or people who are having trouble with women. And they'll pay like fifty dollars for them to answer a question. Like yeah, I just, yeah, and it's just like I we bet should be you know the, to the video instead we're talking about on a podcast like assholes. Yeah, but I mean, I it's it's really very simple when you watch it. Like you could probably if they ask if you pay somebody twenty bucks to ask a question like that, you could probably answer it before they even answer it themselves. Although there, I guess there are people out there who literally have no idea. But I'm like, it's really like you fans. think they, they, you they, think you're gonna like you could you know how like easy it is to get free stuff and to get women and to get whatever else if you have a huge following. Like you'll at least get a response. If you screwed up after that or if you like try to do a pickup if you try to pick a girl up or you do a DM or whatever, you'll at least get the response from your numbers. But if you screwed up after that then that's kind of on you. Wait, do you yeah, do you know what a super chat is? Yeah, on YouTube. So basically, yes, there's like, yeah. History hyenas used to do it. You're streaming in live, commenting in the chat, and then you can donate pay, money, and it comes like right up, and yeah. they answer it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. So I just thought do it was that interesting. Live and have like girls talking, and the people be like, that girl is like a bitch or whatever, or they'll be like uh, certain things. They're also very tech savvy because like you can't say certain words. We don't want you to get demonetized from YouTube or whatever. Yeah. They said that people wrote them in who were like who were doubts about life and like depressed and sad, and they helped them out. Yeah, they said they had a lot saved a lot of people from suicide, which is a good thing. So I'm you not say the word because you get demonetized on YouTube. I'm just you talking about it. I could just I could say uh, you know I could say Robin Williams committed suicide. Like that's just a fact. Um, yeah, no, YouTube's really strict now and weird. YouTube stinks. Yeah, I just I just watched because they're on Flagrant too. I just now I know a little bit more about them. Uh, I want to get into this briefly. Uh, bro, talk. I don't know if you have any topics on this. Um, yeah, we talked way too much about that. Bro, talk. Um. So I had a little situation uh, with a female, and I thought it was really funny. And that's me, obviously, coming from a comedic mindset. Yeah, and that's obviously me. And the fact that you even I said that, but the fact that like the guy's been out of office for almost two years, and it's still like the or not two years, a year. Uh, and it's just like the Trump thing is just so funny. Now I never got a confirmation, whatever, because we uh, I never met the girl in person. 
uh, which is also why it's even more hilarious to me. And obviously, I'm coming at it from a comedic mindset. So basically, I'm talking to this girl via text message, obviously. And, you know, we're talking about whatever. We're in, we're in like the same kind of industry, whatever, uh, TV, like, you know, TV, entertainment, whatever else. And we were going to go out. We we're going to go meet up, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, and good. she's like, um, I uh, – What? I said big dyke. I was kidding. Oh, it's a yeah. huge big dyke. Yeah, she's a big fucking, um, you know, lib cuck. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, I'm like, yeah, because you, I'm, you know, me. I, the only time I, the only reason I do this is to try to get an in-person meetup. That way, I can engage if I could connect with them, or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. Then she, we're talking about whatever. She's like, yeah, I was going to ask you if you want to meet up, get drinks, or whatever, blah, blah blah. But I just tested positive for COVID. This is like a month ago, or like this is like around New Year's. Um, Wait, she did or you? No, she did. Um, no. I'm like, oh she yeah. Want to hang out? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, well, that's what I, I was just like. All right, whatever. Um, no, but she kept texting me, so she's very engaging. So I think she did. I'm not saying like I, you know, I, it, that's not the point. She's like, all right, we'll do it next week. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Um, and I really, I have such a, you know, me, I have terrible memory, but it ended up we kept talking and we're talking about whatever else. Um, and she is talking about how she got COVID. I I deleted the conversation, I think, so I can't pull it up. But she's basically like, um. Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I basically came out and was like, I, I'm so, like, I, I came out. Yeah. I came out to my dad. He killed me. <laughs> um, he tried to shoot at me. Um, basically what I said was like, yeah, like in passing, I'm just like, yeah, I'm so sick of COVID. Like who isn't obviously like, it's not even like a hot take. I'm just like, yeah, it's just such a, it's so freaking annoying. I'm just like, I don't care really. Like my, everyone I know who got Omicron has been fine. Like whatever else, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't even get that deep. I basically just was like, I just don't care. And she's like, yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I care, blah, blah, blah. But she wasn't getting like defensive. And she's like, yeah, I care. I'm like, yeah, obviously like, you don't want to get it. You know, I don't want to give it to my grandmother or anything. And I'm like, yeah, blah, blah. And I don't know what I said, and I, I'm quite possibly I know for a fact the entire conversation was a lot of jokes and sarcasm from my angle, which is a lot of the time how I do these conversations with girls. And when you never met in person, that's not a great thing because they can't read it. Like some girls can, like maybe a comedian or some girl who like whatever can pick up on it. But like if you're sending sarcastic text messages, a lot of people – like my mom or somebody wouldn't be able to pick up on it. Like me and you maybe could, but like, you know. Anyway, I got a voice memo. Voice memo. It's better. Yeah, I don't want them hearing my voice. Um, Loser. And then I don't know what we really got into, but let's just say – and this was going to happen eventually anyway if we met up in person. It got boiled down to she essentially asked me – She essentially – it would have been greater. I I kept saying – so basically it boiled down to she asked me – you know, paraphrasing, she basically asked me what my political views were, my political leanings. And you know me better than anyone else. My roommate, my like my good friends know me. They know that I'm a pretty liberal guy in terms of most things. But I, I genuinely hate anybody who's crazy, psycho, one side. So I hit her back. I'm like – and we're talking about it. I'm like – and I was like, oh, are you one of these – are you one of these people who it's like – uh you know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to maybe talk with someone or, or start a relationship with someone, they have to completely agree with all your beliefs, or or you just cut them off. And I said that to her in a text message, like, and I was not trying to be mean. I was just like, "Is that what you are?" And she's like, "Nah, I just, um, you know, I just wanted to see. Uh, this is basically just a conversation to see if you're in that whatever." And she sends this paragraph about how. Because uh, if you have a, if, I think people who have a less liberal mindset, and this is, I was like, "Oh, this is already bad." Uh, not knowing the effect of the government or whatever else. And she made it really confusing because at that point I was like, wait, are we even still talking about COVID or are we just talking about politics in general? 
And I didn't even respond. I was just like, I was just like, I don't know how. And she's like, so I feel like we wouldn't uh, necessarily be on the same page politically. And I'm like, and literally this is what I said verbatim. I was like, I was like, I don't know how you'd be able to tell that through a text. Like, I think if we met up in person, we'd have a great conversation, something along those lines. And she's like, she's like, uh, I just feel like she's basically, she said, prove me wrong. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm proving. Like, I, I, I don't understand where you're coming from. Like, are you, I, she's like, and then this is before that. She's like, all right, let me just ask you straight up. Uh, or were you a Trump person or did you, did you vote for Trump? Something like that. I was like, no, I was not a Trump fan. Uh, like, and she's like, oh, okay, blah, blah. Well, that's good. And then she just asked me my overall leanings. And earlier in the conversation, I said what I just told you, you know, I am, I'm like, I'm pretty moderate person, pretty liberal, couldn't care less what people do. Uh, when it comes to the virus and some other stuff, I'm skeptical. I said I was skeptical of some of the way the government was with the virus, whatever, blah, blah. And I think that ticked her off. And fast forward to basically- What a terrible combo, I tell you either way. It was so funny up until that point though, up until the whatever. I don't remember the last- So the last thing I, the last thing she said was prove me wrong. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm proving. And, uh, and then she, go- and then she goes to me. And so here's what I did. So here's what I did. So I said, is that I said, fight for our love. I think I sent a meme or I sent something funny, you know, me, whatever. And I think essentially she just basically was insinuating that I was like a closeted, uh, homosexual, no closeted Republican that she was basically just get, I, you are. I assume that she's gauging over text. And I'm like, I would, dude, if, if, if you're talking to, if I'm talking to miles or I'm talking to a girl or a guy and I'm like trying to gauge what they are over text into Shout whatever, out, you have to listen to this out to whatever, I would have no idea. Like I couldn't read, I don't think I can read what someone's anything via text message. Can you do that? Like if you're, you know, if you're talking to a, somebody about a situation, uh, about which way they would favor in a situation, like I don't think I'd be able to tell over text uh, messages. I'm just like mean if I feel like they're feel, I'm feeling offended. I'll well, that's what, like but I was so not, like I was being funny, like I was making jokes, but I thought I was being so nice and then I guess she was getting stern and then she just insinuated that I was like uh, anti, uh, you know, uh, super annoyed with the vaccine or whatever else and we never even talked what about that. this? What Bumble, was Bumble. This? And we never even talked about this. I mean, she also, think that she also lives in Brooklyn, normal? but um, uh, oh yeah, it's a dead giveaway. Yeah, but she's not from here, so like, but um, do I think she was normal? I mean, no. When she went onto the the rant, I was like, no, you're not normal. But I mean, I was just like, she's got a hairy bush. Just kidding. My whole th- no, the whole reason I brought that up was my whole thing was like, how are you gonna how are you gonna ha- let this be the thing without even meeting the person? Like, if we met, you'd probably get a much better uh, gauge of you know where I fall or whatever else. And I was also told her, I'm like, I'm not a political person. Like, I hate. How was her bio? I hate playing both sides. I don't fucking remember. Not great. She wasn't even that. I don't even think she was that hot. Again, it was all the app. So I'm like, you're just going off the four shitty photos. You obviously cared about it. You fucking told the story. Well, she I looked remotely attractive. So I at the very least wanted to meet up with her to see where it would go. That's why. Also, honestly, also, once she cut me off, if I'm being honest, once she cut me off, I went into Google Images, found a, a picture of Trump taking a selfie with someone and then pasted my face on that someone and sent it to her. But I just thought so it was – the whole point was anyway. just – no, no, no. The whole point is just how are you going to cut someone off? Are your friends with uh, your friends with a lot of Republicans, right? Very Republican, let's just say. I could name somebody. Um how are you gonna just? How are you just gonna stop talking to someone or cut them off and not even see where it would go because of political leanings that weren't even confirmed? She was insinuating all this. She was she was assuming. She was assuming all this. I never confirmed anything of how I feel about anything. That's the it's kicker. Fun to fire them up That's either the side, but I it was hilarious to fire up. That that also was for my entertainment value. I was like, let me my fire. My take up. is uh, text messaging is different energy, especially online dating. Like you yeah. can't. 
it's hard to do a joke because you can't tell how they react or if they offend it. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was already in the red with the fact that she's a lib liberal. I'm like, if I do any joke about shitting on the liberal side, I'm gonna get fucked. So let me. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. Not worth it anyway. I don't think you should take things personally because people are mad for their own reasons. She could have probably banged a Trumper on Bumble before and was mad about it or needed a reason to dump you and didn't like you because the conversation was so terrible anyway. But I'm looking at this from a girl-guy perspective as well. You think there's guy – first off, that's a bad – obviously a guy is never going to do that. I would If a girl was no, a maybe, diehard maybe Trumper, I would fuck her right now. But – I'm like, how? You, this is with this is no, this weird. is yeah, extremist. But this is not just a Maybe gender thing. Bed, though, that's the positive. This is not just a gender thing. This is not just a gender thing, though. What if you no, like are have a great conversation with a guy, and you guys are going to become friends? You met at a comedy show or some shit, and you're just going to hang out, whatever. And you find out that he was whatever, voted for Trump, or it, you know, hates abortion, whatever. You're not going to not be friends with him because of that. Like I wouldn't. I think I had a girl recently who was texting me. She was actually insinuating she was like Republican because she was like, and now everyone's ruining the damn city. It's all the crimes really bad because I said like the crime. I always see it on the news now. And she's like, oh, Shout yeah, the new people who got in, who voted, they voted them in. They're ruining the city. Staten Island hasn't been the same. And then I asked her, did you did you date Pete Davidson? <laughs> Staten like, Island's always been a dump. That. And I was like, did you date Pete Davidson too? Because she's from Staten Island. Did you fuck Pete? And she's like, I don't even find him that funny and blah, blah, blah. How and dare. It was funny. But she was talking about politics. And I think she was like leaning towards the right. But I didn't even like focus in on that. And I just went for the joke. I went for the joke the whole conversation. I knew I wasn't trying to get it to go anywhere. I just didn't think she was going to cut off because of political views. Also, Pete's about to get his ass beat. So our extremist. Yeah, that was one of my top. We'll save for next week because we're almost done. But uh, our ext- we talked about fresh paper for 40 minutes and, and stupid social media. FNF. But um, our extremists, you think better in bed? That's the positive. They could give really good head or they could have really good sex. It's worth it sometimes to date some psycho extremist that's super liberal or a super Trumper. I just feel like they don't bang right away, but maybe they do. I don't know. I think Trumpers would bang. I don't know. It was nothing about that. It was nothing about me even wanting to like really like go out with her to potentially Mm -hmm. have sex with her. It was uh, the whole point because I thought it made for a good podcast topic was how are you going to cut someone off for way too long? Yeah, but how are you going to cut someone? Well, I was trying to put some entertainment value into it, dummy. Um, so I was just like, how are you going to cut someone off? Guy, girl, guy to guy, girl to girl, friend to friend, uh, new friend to new person, just because of how they view something. Me and you have different, me and you have different takes on everything. Like literally online dating. She could cut you off for any dumb reason ever. That's why you don't invest too much into it. You'll look sometimes. No, I didn't. I wasn't. This was, well, this was text messaging. This was text messaging. This was after. After No, the online dating. What do you mean? The online dating is usually the girl, the girl says one thing, you respond, and then that's it. And she never responds again. That's, that's what online dating is. Wait, so so you like hung out with this girl the whole time. You didn't hang out, but you talked to her for like weeks of time. And then we're starting to talk about weeks. Yeah. It was like a few days. Well, I'll tell you what, the COVID thing. COVID. People make fun of COVID. And if you have it pretty bad, you realize it because you've experienced it. So you're like, what the fuck? Fuck the people who think it's like a joke. COVID. Yeah, but we never even got. I never said it was a joke. I never said it was anything. And my whole point of COVID is not obviously. I believe in COVID and all that shit. Is that just Stephen a cr- Smith, isn't that wild? Yeah, it's just a crazy, uh, the crazy yeah. like mandates and vaccine and the psych- the mask psychos, whoever else. I'm like, just live your life. Obviously, it's COVID. Yeah. My dad just had it, but it's just like, but it didn't even get to that. That was my whole point. I was just like, all you were insinuating was that I was whatever. And I also never got a confirmation because again, it's text messages. You can't tell over text. Message. Life's weird on some people's bio. I thought it was no a funny Trump topic. Supporters or like no liberals or like Trump twenty four or whatever. Oh, that's it's a weird. lot of them, especially here in Brooklyn. It's like if you voted for Trump, swipe left. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I didn't vote it's for so either. So weird. They're probably really good in bed. That's the kicker, though. You gotta go along with these political bullshit. I suppose. 
No one gives a fuck. I should just write back. They don't care about you. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she. It's not like she was like some smoke show. I'm sure she's like not like, I don't know. Um, Still but a funny situation. A lot of the smoke shows, a lot of the smoke shows who don't live in like Brooklyn, or whatever, are fucking very right. That's what's funny. I know that sex is healthy and getting laid is healthy and like meeting women and stuff, but I think the online dating thing just a waste of energy. Like you could literally have a good set in comedy, see Louis by yourself, live life, and not worry about Bumble or Tinder. Because sometimes when I'm bored and like. Like doing nothing, I'll go on there, but then I'm like, this is so worthless. Like, Bro, I do because so I'm in New York and there's six billion people here. You're on them all the time, and you, you, you're more likely to meet up in a city where there's way more people. Yeah, just meet up that. I night. only put an effort in if they're hot. I mean, that sounds misogynistic, but it's true. That's mean. Um. Yeah. All right, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I think we're timed out, aren't we? Yeah, Miles. My, what's the next show right now? He, he said we have a few minutes. He's cool. You didn't put him to sleep with your story. Just kidding. Uh, no, he was in the other room for a while. I had one other thing. Or no, I had something about something was on the news with Stern, but I mean it, COVID dick. What's oh, that? COVID dick's a good topic. I was going to do another time because it's long. What's that? Co- I have a whole uh, comedy bit on that. Whiskey dick. We, COVID dick. It's a real thing. Howard Stern and COVID. Yeah, his old fans who are Trumpers are probably like mad and shit. And like he it's sucks. Weird because he was so he was controversial back in the day, and now he became like this rich, just like liberal guy. Like nothing wrong with it, but like his so happened to audience was kind of like. His core audience is like the blue collar guy who probably anti-vaxxer or like not about all this mandate shit. I think his numbers are way down. It's just that he signed the giant Sirius to just be there forever for the, you know, 300 million, whatever they paid him. And I bet you, I bet you his numbers aren't even great right now. Like people listening. I get it. He doesn't want to get the thing. He's the only it's it's because he's so famous. He made such a name for himself. There's nothing on Sirius except for Stern. I guess if you listen to Jim and Sam, like if you're into that comedy aspect, but that's the whole thing with Stern. He doesn't have a side comic anymore. He's not funny. He's not raunchy. He brings on an A-list Hollywood actor and interviews them. Robin do, still, gives her two cents, and that's it. Or his house? I, yeah, he's so psycho. I think he still does it's Zoom. A great gig. I think he still he has, does have OCD and health stuff, too. so I, I get it. But he's like seventy. Like, just give it up. Like, he's gonna fucking die in that on that in that studio. I think not he's from. I think he's from home now because he's so psycho with COVID. I don't even think he goes in. Also, no. The 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 news story was he, he got quoted saying. Uh, Hospitals should turn away, and yeah, yeah, people yeah, who yeah. aren't vaxxed, they should go I've home and die. I'm like, I've, I've had friends tell me that. Well, you should go home and die if, if you're anti-vax. Yeah, I heard that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get anything out of it. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's just crazy to be a billionaire and still say that. I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be talking to the press if I was, if I was that freaking. Like, I, I got a good care. topic for next week, but I'll say it now. My topic is, is Pete Davidson a low key snake? I had Pete and Davidson. Now that Con- I mean, once you once Kanye makes a diss song about you or puts you in a line of a song dissing you, it's pretty. You're like you know you kind of. But listen it. to me. <clears throat> we know Machine Gun Kelly said Pete Davis is one of the boys in the basement, like he's one of us. Uh-huh. But could he be that sneaky, slimy dude behind the scenes trying to fuck your girl? Like he's he that guy at the bar that comes up to you, taps you, so. says what's up, and then your girl goes to the bathroom. He's like, hey, baby, want to fuck later? Or like tries to talk to her. I don't think so because he plays this innocent, depressed dude, right? But behind the scenes. Is he in like your girl's ear trying to smash? Because like he was talking about Kanye joking on Saturday Night Live, right? And now he's dating and banging Kim Kardashian. He's probably just doing jokes. He's probably he was probably just doing jokes backstage at SNL. And I think low key girl, some girls are even into that shit. As like even as like a rebound, even if he's a rebound guy, it's still you still are banging the hottest. I don't think he's a upfront whispering in your girl's ear. Uh, like you think out he's loud. A low key snake. No, like he'll fuck his girl's friends and stuff. No, I think he's got like n- none of them have been snake. He's not. They were. They're divorced. Like it's not like it's, it's still snake. Weird. Like it's still <clears throat> kind of weird. Like if you're cool with Kanye and like or you're cool with Kid Cudi 
and that's Kanye's boy, and you're like fucking his boy. I don't know. I would get anxiety <clears throat> fucking these girls if like my friends were with like dating them and stuff. You know what I mean? He's not friends with Kanye though. He's friends with Kid Cudi, but yeah, yeah I guess. I think. Um, well, no, people are saying that this one's actually going to be the one that lasts, like Kim and Pete. I'm like, no, it's not. And um, and also, who cares? It's like they're divorced, and they're just saying low-key Kanye is just with Julia Fox because he needs something at the moment, but he is like obsessed with Kim, and they're gonna and he's going to do everything to get back together with it. I'm like, if Kim wants that, but other than that, I don't think – did you hear about the? And it's not that serious. It's not that serious yet. I think they're just like going on little vacations and fucking and going out to dinner. She hasn't. He hasn't. Pete hasn't met her kids or anything yet, like that. So it's not like super serious, legit. Where yeah, it's he's like he's a photographer now for I, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, exactly. I don't think he he's hidden, hidden boyfriend, boyfriend, but he's not hidden. He's fucking the most famous person in the world right now. I'm what just saying. I, I don't say? think yeah, it's, it's a gonna public last. relations move. It's not uh, last. Someone, uh, someone, someone the other night was like, "I don't believe they're fucking," and then the comic was like, "Nah, they are." No, what are you, um, they were in the Bahamas together. What are they just hanging out? Sherard Small, Sherard Brown said whatever he said. Uh, Pete Davidson, like, as a, he was at this benefit dinner comedy, and uh, Pete Davidson left. He only did seven minutes, and he looked on his phone and stuff. And um, wait, the Patrice benefit? Was, yeah, the I heard he. Out. I heard he didn't go at all. He did though. He just did seven minutes. Yeah, and he looked at his phone. I heard that he had to look at his phone. I got comedy tips from people, multiple comedians. Oh, so he's looking at text messages from Kim, you're saying? No, he was looking at his phone like he's rusty. He has oh. Well, he doesn't need to do comedy now. He's fucking Kim Kardashian. There's your public relations statement. There's your money per year. Yeah, but he, and he doesn't uh, really tour, but I don't know where he's making all his money from, I guess, except for just from uh, SNL. Although he did that New Year's thing where Miley Cyrus probably got paid like 300 grand. Vitamin water commercial. Uh, yeah, vitamin and water, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's a celebrity now. It doesn't matter. He, but he's, he's, not, he's comedy The Kim just well. elevated. He's been a celebrity for the past five years. Yeah, like a B, I, I'd say B, high B. Now he's full blown A list. Yeah, who would thought comedy would take it this far? Like Biggie said in Juicy. Now he's riding around in Kim Kardashian's Bentleys. Well, he's mainstream but, uh, comedy, Netflix special, SNL. He's not like he's not like a Norman like kind of like grinding and like YouTube and shit. Like he got Norman all episode. I know, but he got famous at twenty years old, Pete. So anyway, Sherard like, Small was like, "Sorry, uh, he le- he's fucking he left early. He's fucking Kim Kardashian." Yeah, it's hilarious and true. Yeah, it's funny. Sherrod um, Small is Chris Rock's cousin. Really? Yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, and Kim K made a comment about Kanye West's new boo, and she was pretty much saying, like, it's better better to him dating a fan than a hater. And I kind of thought that as a translation standpoint. This is uh, bro code, guy code. Kanye needs to date a hater or someone more famous that will make Kim K jealous and miss him. because There's nobody more famous sis. than Kim, girl-wise, she, hot girl-wise. She wise. little sissed the uncut gem girl because she was saying that, at least she's a fan, better fan than a hater. And then yeah, I was like, I think uh, people in general, especially women, if they're jealous, uh, they'll like you more if you're with like a different girl that's hot or say if a girl. Does, yeah, well, Uncut Gems girl is freaking go- is hot. Like, it's not like she's whatever. Also, it's not but like anyone's going to last. It's not like it's not like Kim is going to marry Pete Davidson. It's not like Kanye's going to marry Julie, Julia Fox, whatever. It's just like it's just A-list Hollywood bullshit. Yeah, but if you're at a party, right? Right. And a girl and, and a girl doesn't know she likes you, right? And she's at the party, and you and she's on the fence about you. And you come through the party with a smoking hot girl. She's more going to be likely attracted to you. Yes, obviously. Again, that's exactly. what a fresh and fit so guy women, would say. It's also obvious. Work on jealousy. I guess people do too. But yeah, yeah. But again, it's not like it matters. Like Kim's a smoke show. Julie Fox is a smoke show. Like, also Kim is no no one is more famous and hot than Kim. Like, she's the end prize. That's why Pete is like. People, remember people, but before this Kim shit even happened, like eight months ago, remember Pete was already at that tippy top because of Ariana Grande and the Beckinsale and the other girls. Now they just added the goat to that list, so now he's really good. He doesn't even have to do comedy. He's not even out of his twenties yet. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, um, someone was talking about Brendan Schwab saying like he Schaub. wasn't that funny, but he's really good at like interviewing and good with connections. So I was like, oh, nice. I don't watch when he interviews. He he only interviews UFC fighters. Yeah, man says his penis shrunk one uh, by one point five inches after catching COVID, and it's irreversible. Doctors say COVID dick is real. New York Post. Uh, other sources, but yeah, it was on there too. I think. I doubt it. Maybe China is go... trying to put their stereotypes of having small penises on us from COVID. Um, get Asian dick. That's Asia in general. Uh, I doubt it, unless it's could just be. You know how many side effects there are from COVID or from vaccine? That there's probably like uh, four million different ones. That's probably one, the only one. Yeah, what's good with that? You done with that shit? You like you're eight years old? I don't know. It's like on and off. I think it's getting better though. But um, no, they said that uh, this guy described himself as having an above average penis before COVID. Please, he said that his penis had now shrunk about 1.5 inches and that he had become. Uh, he he's like less than average now. What's above average? Just out of curiosity. I think it was like five inches, right? Or no, six inches. I don't know. No. But uh, it said a study yeah. uh, this uh, this past November said men with COVID-19 were about three times as likely to develop a new case of uh, erectile dysfunction than those who didn't catch COVID. Not some good. Research su- Not yeah, bad. Some research has suggested that the risk may be nearly six times higher. Um, it's weird. And then the people with long COVID can get that as well. And it was saying that including women have also reported sexual dysfunction as one of their symptoms. And sometimes ED can indeed lead to shrinkage, especially if it's caused by physical damage and scarring that causes the penis to stop becoming a regular, regular erect. Cause I guess COVID does affect a lot of things in scar tissue and your body as well that you wouldn't know about. And it was just saying that, uh, none of us, I doubt any of us is confirmed. I don't know. It could be an excuse. Like, say if you give a girl bad dick, you're like, listen, baby, I just had COVID. I got COVID dick. <laughs> or if you send a fake dick Yeah, she would slap you and be like, what the hell is COVID dick? Or if you send a fake dick pic and you have a big-ass dick in the fake dick, and then you actually hang out with the girl in person, and it's smaller, and she's like, what the fuck happened to your dick? Like, baby, I just had COVID. I just lost 1.5 inches on there. That would suck, because that's a lot, 1.5 inches. Yeah, little things matter. Little things add up. Uh, also, it could be shrinkage season. Like he could just be saying it is shrinkage COVID season. It's winter. Yeah. Shrinkage season plus COVID, Dick. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. The only other thing I had, what after I saw the Louis thing, uh, the way he got perceived and like standing ovation, and everything. I you think this canceling thing kind of be a lot uh, less in like a couple years. I think, or it's. Or, I think it might already be getting there. Like right now. Not to name drop the whole episode, but I think what Schultz and Akash said to us, or Akash. It's like they can't cancel you if they never fucked with you. It's your audience can never cancel you. Like this whole Twitter fucking bullshit. That's why Dave Chappelle never looks at it. Like he has a good quote, Dave Chappelle. I don't know. See if I got to find it. But it's about the cancel culture and about like being a coward to cancel people. And I just think that there's a lot of truth to that. Like they can't really cancel you. Well, yeah, if you have a fan base, like, yeah, we talked about this last episode. I said Shane is good. Louis is good. But I'm saying from the starting point where it's like – it's not even like a whole huge story, an outing thing where it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so said this, this and that. And now they're screwed because it never happened back in the 90s or whenever else. Obviously, yeah. like people who did get quote-unquote canceled, like Shane selling out clubs, Louis selling out theaters. Oh, this, this is different. I just, I'm just saying the, the media aspect of it where it's like breaking news, so-and-so pulled out his dick in 2006, yeah, canceled. I, I don't think that's going to be a thing much longer. I got to talk about that. I forgot that he actually was like off in front of people and doing weird shit. I was talking more about the stage stuff, like saying something controversial where the girl walks out of the show. Nah, like yeah, Dave that's Chappelle never has, a thing. Dave Chappelle has this quote. That's what I was talking about. Anything like harming women or being violent to people, like that's different. Like that's you could probably still be canceled. But like if it's like comedy, like Dave Chappelle saying stuff that's stupid, 
Like, I don't think he should be canceled for that. But uh, Dave Chappelle said, nothing feels better to a coward than seeing a brave man fail. And, like, if you're doing comedy, stand-up comedy, you, you're a brave man, you know? Yeah. And a coward someone who wants to see you cancel for your words and actions. Yeah, you know? plus Dave Chappelle is the number one comic in the world, so he really can't. But, no, there was a um, thing They were trying that. to cancel him and the whole Netflix shit. But, I mean, but I mean, you can't. He's different. too big. Like, the Louis thing's different. Bill Cosby and all that like they kind of have a right to get like uh, ridiculed in like, I'm just saying your average everyday person like doesn't give a fuck like I'm watching this guy perform at the cellar four nights ago with his reading glass on reading out of a notebook it's a hunter it's a cellar it's not a big room it's 120 people there no everyone was in awe like dying laughing like and granted Louis' accusations were very like low key like whatever jerking off in front of somebody i'm just saying the media aspect of it where it's like this whole big story and you have to go in hiding for a year like crystalia did or three years and then you slowly yeah, start to come back out and do clubs and then do whatever and then do this i'm just i'm waiting for where it's just gonna be like a thing where you just like double down on it like like Chappelle's good because he's so famous people were trying to cancel the trans thing and he immediately just said fuck you guys and it's like doing shows like enough of this like retreating and going into hiding and like not yeah, having Delia a statement weird yeah delia came back weird Louis, like Louis was Louis. You gotta remember Louis. The Louis thing is like five years ago at this point, so it was a he's little bit different. Old as fuck, he's different. But yeah, what like the other guy, the Indian dude. Uh, what's his name? Aziz. Yeah, Aziz was never really a thing though. He just went on a bad date, and the girl sucked. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, like this whole stigma. It's like it shouldn't even be a thing. Like, like it's just gonna be. Like, I think it's just gonna be like, especially sanctioned on stage. I don't think that's ever gonna be a thing. But like, unless unless it ends up going to court. Like the Christian didn't go to court, Louis. None of this shit went to court where it's like an actual law thing. Yeah, I think it's going to well, be a dummy down in the media. I don't think it's going to be as big as stories in the future as it has been in the past. I'd say five years. Yeah, what they're talking about is completely different. Like, because like Akash and Andrew, I was talking more about like YouTube content or like what you say. But like anything that's like a violent or sexual act, that's different. But it all depends on the situation. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that kind of so. is creepy. Like he was, that is creepy what he was doing. What like, jerking off? Yeah, but it's so harmless still i mean i don't know it's weird shit but yeah it doesn't matter because if you're famous you have a fan base yeah, yeah it is what it is it's funny because yeah, like, he was already famous like, too he was at the peak of his fame go viral on social media it's like drake puts a hot sauce in his condom after like fucking a girl so she can't like take a semen like that i would do that and no one would give a fuck everyone would call me a weirdo creep drake does it it's the funniest thing ever it's trending it's like all about who says it and who does it I think it'll help, though, in the future with the up-and-comers because uh, that's why I think the Shane Gillis one was good because he was a nobody. Then the whole cancellation thing happened, and that actually helped him. Like He's def- he's in a better place now than he is without that happening, I think, in terms of money and fame. So I think in the future, like if, uh, if, if me and you said something controversial on stage and it was this huge thing and it went like a huge story, maybe we we're up for like a famous show or a movie or whatever, and we get, uh, we get fired from that or whatever, I think our listeners and our fan base would, a fan base would get bigger because it's yeah, notoriety. It, even if it's negative connotation, it's still notoriety. That girl will. That girl will try to cancel you. The one you match with, uh, she'll be like, "He talked to me about." Yeah, this but but I'll get. Yeah, but I'll be. But I'll have a blue check and be in the next movie, and all the other girls will be trying to blow me. True. That's the good point about Fresh and Fit. Like I know I was harsh on them a little bit, but the shout to them because people were trying to cancel them when they got blew up, and that's where the black girl, the black girl clip surfaced, and like. People hate on everyone's success. Black Twitter is trying to cancel them. Not that they're, they are a little weird. Like the one dude was wearing a blue hat with no logo. He looks so goofy. Well, the main like, dude's the, a white, the main dude's a white black guy in my opinion. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, like I was saying, yeah, they definitely have some type of hate towards women to do all this in a weird way. And you can't but get canceled time, if you're a YouTuber. I don't know. They're, they're, uh, yeah, you can. That one dipshit did. Oh, who? Um, David Dubrek or whatever. Yeah, but he's fine. But, uh, and then the Paul's almost Dobrik. got canceled. But anyway, my whole point is like, yeah, they Logan was fine. Your success, like, 
I could say like, yeah, what they're talking about, like they could be snake salesmen or weird, um, but they have an audience. But at the same time, like people are trying to cancel them for some wild shit when they got big yeah. and they'll find any clip that's old and stuff. And it's like, come on, bro. Like go out there and try to be successful instead of trying to kill someone else's success. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up, guys. This is Keep It Basement Podcast. The Sweens on all social media, right? Mike, you got anything else you want to plug? Um, uh, no. Tom no, Zappi no, no, on all no, social no, media. Fleshlight, shout out to them. Uh, I'll be in Florida at the end of the month doing some shows. Uh, so if there's anyone listening who's in Fort Lauderdale or Miami, I'll be in those two cities doing like some random shows that uh, Danny hooked me up with, some uh, some what bookers. Date? I'll be there January 30th through February 6th. I got a show almost every night right now. I'll put them on my Instagram. Um, Damn, we got to do something special for Valentine's Day. Content uh, with the entertainment. Should we do OnlyFans? Only fans of us together. We could pose nude together, like the father son combo. You're obviously the father. No, um, I'm saying like the uh, like uh, an interview uh, in person with some women. We have to have some type of a uh, yeah. Maybe get your fucking fat ass to the studio, and we'll have some hoes in here <laughs> or whoever. Um, Jamie, maybe Jamie will roll through. Uh, Taylor JJ was just in the city. We should have got her here. I was gonna ask, and I was like, oh, it's too much. She and I've been stinks. I've been acting on social media, so that's another thing. It can yeah, get more on the social, get more on your Instagram. You don't do shit. Um, all right, but Tom Zappia, the Sweens, obviously keep a basement, uh, KIB clips and keep a basement on YouTube, the TikTok, please follow keep a basement, patreon.com slash keep a basement, yeah. um, for some exclusive stuff. Yeah, it's so weird. A lot, like it's funny because some people will check you a basement page and like like all that stuff. And then other people will only check my page. It's like fucking look at both. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look at both guys. Uh, Gotham studios. Thank you, miles. And thank you. Uh, so, um, thank you for the studio. Um, no, I will give him one though. But you, one, you the one you have forty right to the left of you in the basement. Um, all right, guys, that's the show. Keep it basement. Uh, be out this week. Um, that's it. Thank you. All right, peace. Keep it basement, right, baby. Just want to give him a hug. Nah, nah, make nice. You want a flashlight? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I want a flashlight. Yeah, take one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a flashlight. You got him a, a fucking flashlight, right? That's yeah, right. Yes, I've been eyeing these up. Shouts out to our sponsor. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast. Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over a hundred possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. He's so nice. Yo, Keep It Basement. Keep it basement, back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan... And, you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, 
the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour. It's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's the yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I, like, yeah. like a, a lot of interviewers I have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the yeah. truth about it is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question, and an artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. What Keep it what radio? Basement. Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep It Basement. You are tuned in. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Keep It Basement podcast with your boy, Sweeney. Y'all heard. What up, Sweens? Now tune to motherfucking derelict. Keep it basement with the Sweens. That's the name of the podcast. Keep it basement with the Sweens. Keep it basement. We out? Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Keep it fucking moving. Um, porn sex, it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for... Me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It's four hours. Any words of wisdom here? Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game, okay? Pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I want to. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were sitting at a bar? You asked too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches. How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. Sick of it. Stay down in the cellar and shut the fuck up. Now. Keep it basement podcast it description. Basement. Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast, we out. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati, super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com, also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate. Subscribe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. And that's it. That's my feel on things.